Welcome to Zichru Daf Simani member by Avram Goldray, and today we're Mesechus Baba Kama Daf Nun Alf, the fifth parak Shorshenaga Chesapara. So the three tops we're going to focus on are when the Gemara waits an incident where an ox fell into a ditch which was six tefachim deep. When the owner shechted it immediately, Rav Nachman declared it a trefa because of its injury and commented that the owner should have waited twenty-four hours to demonstrate it was not a trefa. The word initially infers that Rav Nachman holds Yesh Chabad to Bepachas Ma'asar. There is potentially fatal impact for a fall of even less than ten fachim, but ultimately disproves this from the law of Malka, which is only required for an elevation of ten fachim. Therefore, the Gemara clarifies that Rav Nachman agrees that a fall of ten fachim is required to kill an animal, but reasoned that since an animal's abdomen is four fachim above the ground and the ditch was six fachim deep, it emerges that the animal fell ten fachim into the ditch. The Mishnah, which holds the digger responsible for an animal's death only at a death of ten fachim, is the Ingandar Labort, where the ox was lying down and rolled into the pit, and didn't fall more than the depth of the pit. Point number two, Bryce had taught that if one person digs a pit nine fachim deep, and a second person digs a tenth tefach, the Rabban say Achron Chayev, the last person is exclusively Chayev for all injury or death caused by the pit. Rebbe says, Achrun Achrun Gomisa. The victim goes after the final digger to collect payment for his animal's death, but goes after both diggers to collect for injuries. A Bryce teaches that if one dug 10 tfachim and another deepens it to 20 tfachim, and a third person deepens it to 30, they are jointly liable for its damages. This seems to contradict another Bryce which states that if one dug 10 tfachim and another coated it with plaster, making it narrower with more foul air, the second person alone is chai. The Gemara suggests that the first price is Rebbe's opinion and the second is Rabbanan's. Razvid answers, Heiko the Avid Kamashir Misa, where the first one made it the measure sufficient for death. The Rabbanan agreed that they're all Chayv, and the second price is a case where the pit did not have sufficient foul air to kill before it was plastered. And point number three, the Mishnah taught regarding a board of two partners that if one passed by it and did not cover it, then the second one passed by it and did not cover it, the second person is Chayev. The Gemara says, when it becomes the second person's responsibility, and two opinions are given. Number one, he's exempt when he left the second person using the pit. And number two, when he hands over its cover to the second person. After the Gemara establishes that this reflects a Malchokas Tanaim, the first opinion being the Rabbanans and the second Rebbe Lazar and Yaakos, it explains that the Malchokas is rooted in Brera, retroactive determination. Rabbi Eliezer relies on Brera, so when one partner is using the pit, he's only using his portion and is not borrowing his partner's portion. Therefore, using it alone does not amount to assuming sole responsibility for the pit, and the other is only exempt if he handed him the cover. The Rabban do not rely on Brera, so one person using the pit is borrowing his partner's portion and becomes solely responsible for its damages. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara relates an incident where an ox fell into a ditch which was six fucking deep. When the owner shechted it immediately, Rav Nachman declared it a trefa because of its injury and commented that the owner should have waited 24 hours to demonstrate it was not a trefa. The word initially infers that Rav Nachman holds Yesh Chabad to Bepachas Ma'asar. There is potentially fatal impact for a fall of even less than 10 fachim, but ultimately disproves this from the law of Malka, which is only required for an elevation of 10 fachim. Therefore, the Gemara clarifies that Rav Nachman agrees that a fall of ten tefachim is required to kill an animal, but reasoned that since an animal's abdomen is four tefachim above the ground and the ditch was six tefachim deep, it emerges that the animal fell ten tefachim into the ditch. The Mishnah, which holds the digger responsible for an animal's death only at a death of ten tefachim, is the Ingandar Labort, where the ox was lying down and rolled into the pit and didn't fall more than the depth of the pit. 
Point number two, a Bryce had taught that if one person digs a pit nine tefachim deep and a second person digs a tenth tefach, the Rabbanon say, Achron Chayev, the last person is exclusively Chayev for all injury or death caused by the pit. Rebbe says, Achron Achron Lomisa, the victim goes after the final digger to collect payment for his animal's death, while Achroshneim, when he's looking, but goes after both diggers to collect for injuries. A Bryce teaches that if one dug 10 tfachim and another deepens it to 20 tfachim and a third person deepens it to 30, they are jointly liable for its damages. This seems to contradict another Bryce which states that if one dug 10 tfachim and another coated it with plaster, making it narrower with more foul air, the second person alone is chayv. The more suggests that the first Bryce is Rebbe's opinion and the second is Rabbanan's. Razvid answers, Heiko the Avid Kamashir Misa, where the first one made it the measure sufficient for death. The Rabbanan agreed that they're all Chayv, and the second Bryce is a case where the pit did not have sufficient foul air to kill before it was plastered. And point number three, the Mishnah taught regarding a board of two partners that if one passed by it and did not cover it, then the second one passed by it and did not cover it, the second person is Chayv. The Gemara when it becomes the second person's responsibility, and two opinions are given. Number one, he's exempt when he left the second person using the pit. And number two, when he hands over its cover to the second person. After the Gemara establishes that this reflects a Malchokas Tanaim, the first opinion being the Rabbanans and the second Rebbe Lazar and Yaakos, it explains that the Malchokas is rooted in Brera, retroactive determination. Rabbi Eliezer relies on Brera, so when one partner is using the pit, he's only using his portion and is not borrowing his partner's portion. Therefore, using it alone does not amount to assuming sole responsibility for the pit, and the other is only exempt if he handed him the cover. The Rabban did not rely on Brera, so one person using the pit is borrowing his partner's portion and becomes solely responsible for its damages. All right, so now we get our Simon Duff Nunoff, and our standard Simon is a beaver, because beavers gnaw. Beavers gnaw. So here goes. The four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar saw his beaver friend fall into a thirty tefach boar that three different people had dug that the second partner of the boar failed to cover. Once again, slow motion. The four tefach beaver beaver that must be run off. No, no, no. The four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar, which reminds Gemara, it's an incident where an ox fell into a ditch, which was ten tefachim deep. The Gemara clarifies that Rav Nachman agrees that a fall of ten tefachim is required, but reason that since an animal's abdomen is four tefachim above the ground and the ditch was six tefachim deep, it emerges that the animal fell ten tefachim into the ditch. The mission which holds the digger responsible for an animal's death only at a depth of 10th Fahim is where the ox was lying down and rolled into the pit and didn't fall more than the depth of the pit. So the four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar saw his beaver friend fall into a three tefach boar that three different people had dug. Which reminds us, the Bryce teaches if one dug a pit ten tefachim and another one deepens it to twenty tefachim and a third person deepens it to thirty, they are jointly liable for its damages. So the four tefak beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefak boar saw his beaver friend fall into a thirty tefak boar that three different people had dug that the second partner of the boar failed to cover, which reminds us the Mishnah taught regarding a boar of two partners that if one passed by it and didn't cover it, then the second one passed by it and didn't cover it, the second person is liable. The rest, when it becomes the second person's responsibility, and two opinions are given. Number one, he's exempt when he left the second person using the pit, or number two, where he hands over its cover to the second person. The Gemara clarifies that it's a Machokas Tanaim, which centers around Brera. So once again, the four Tefak beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six Tefak boar saw his beaver friend fall into a thirty Tefak boar that three different people had dug, that the second partner of the boar failed to cover.
All right, so now it's time for four blah Chazara. Daf Mem Zayn. So the Simran Daf Mem Zayn is a maze. So here goes. The maze owner's cow. Maze? That must be more Daf Mem Zayn. The maze owner's cow that Gordon Ox and ran into the maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that where a pregnant cow Gordon Ox and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack or afterwards, if the cow is here, then half damages can be collected from the cow. And if the cow is not here, then quarter damages can be collected from the offspring. So, the maize owner's cow that Gordon Oxen ran into the maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots that were placed there by a potter who had rishos to enter, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If a potter brought his pots into a homeowner's courtyard without rishos, and the homeowner's animal damaged the pots, he's potter from paying, and if the animal is harmed by the pots, the potter is chayv. But if he brought them in with permission and they were broken, the courtyard's owner is liable. The same laws are taught for bringing produce or an animal. Rebbe says, In all these cases, the homeowner is not high for property damage in his domain unless he accepts it to guard it. So the maize owner's cow that Gordon ox and ran into a maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots that were placed there by a potter who had rishos to enter and then died from overeating produce that was put there by someone who wasn't allowed to be there, but still didn't have to pay. Which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if the homeowner's animal is harmed by produce brought in without permission, the produce's owner is liable. Ravis said that this is only where the animal slipped on the produce. But if the animal ate the produce and died from overeating, he is put because it should not have eaten so much. Tosus explains that one is not high where the animal brought the harm upon itself. Daf Memches, so the similar Daf Memches relates to Moach brain, and we use... Brainiacs. So here goes. The Brainiacs why Brainiac? That must be on Daf Memches. Moach. Brain. The Brainiacs why baking in her neighbor's house who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her chayef to pay, which reminds us the Gemara relates that a woman once entered someone's house with permission to bake. The homeowner's goat ate the dough and died and Rav required her to pay for the goat. This is because since she requires privacy because her arms are exposed during the process, the yard's owner removed himself from the property when granting her permission to bake there. Therefore, the responsibility of guarding his property is upon her. So the Brainiac's wife baking in her neighbor's house who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her hive to pay, called her husband who was busy testing the water in a pit to see if it was fouled from a shore's body that fell into it, or from the carcass's odor, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Memzayin Amabesit taught, If the trespasser's ox fell into the homeowner's pit and fouled its waters, its owner is chayv. Rav said this is only when it fouled the waters while falling into them, when it's classified as a shore. But if it fouled them after falling in, he's exempt. According to Rav, Rav's statement is revised to be that an ox's owner is only chayv shehivish megufo, where it fouled the waters with its body. But if it fouled them with the carcass's odor, he's put because grama ba'amu, it's merely causative damage. For grama ba'amu, machayv, and one is not chayv for mere causative damage. So the brainiac's wife baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her chayv to pay, called her husband, who was busy testing the water in a pit to see if it was fouled from a shore's body that fell into it or from the carcass's odor, unaware that an ox just fell into a pit behind him, killing his father, making its owner. Chayv and Kofer, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if the homeowner's father's son was in the pit and was killed when the ox fell in, its owner pays Kofer. The more asked that the ox is a tam and it's not liable to Kofer. Rav answers that the animal was a mua to fall onto people in pits, and Rav Yosef explains that it was not killed the first three times because the cases where it saw vegetation at the pit's edge and fell in while trying to eat it, never intending to kill, and became a muad 
to do so. Daf Mem Tess. So the similar Daf Mem Tess is meat, and we often use a butcher. So here goes. As two women in the butcher shop, butcher shop, that must be more than Daf Mem Tess, meat. As two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, which reminds us the next mission explains how to evaluate the mevladus to pay when striking a pregnant woman caused a miscarriage. The Tanakhama says we assess a woman's value while pregnant and after miscarrying and he pays a difference. Ramesh Gamuil says, if so, a woman increases in value after giving birth. Rather, we assess the offspring to determine their value. Rav explains Ramesh Gamuil's statement, since childbirth is dangerous, her value is lower when she's pregnant. Rather, we evaluate the fetuses themselves. So, as two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, the butcher got a shock when it turned out that the Gior is buying meat using the mevados she received when she was struck after her Gior husband died, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if someone strikes a Gior who is married to a Gior and he dies without heirs, the damager is exempt from the mevados. Rabbi says that if he struck her after the husband died, she has already acquired the offspring when he died and she receives the mevados. Rabbi Chisa objected, are offspring bundles of money that she can acquire them when her husband dies. Rather, if the husband died, no payment is made. So as two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, the butcher got a shock when it turned out that the Gior is buying meat using the demevada she received when she was struck after her Gior husband died was the wife of the Gior he had lent money to and who had given him. A mashkan, which reminds us, if a ger's mashkan was in Israel's possession and the ger died, the Israel acquires the equivalent of the debt owed him and someone else can acquire the rest. Dafnun, so the Simran Dafnun is a non-stop flight. So here goes. The crew member from the Nazikan non-stop rescue team flight, non-stop flight? That must be more on Dafnun. The crew member from the Nazikan non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusi Yahid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, which reminds us it was taught in a Bryce where Bishmol says that the boar described by the Torah is one whose opening is in Rishusa Rabim. Rabbi Kiva says the Torah's boar is where one was Mafkir's property, but not his boar, meaning a boar in Rishusi Yahid where people may walk up to its edge. Two interpretations of the Machokas are brought. So the crew member from the Nazik non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusa Yahid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst, which reminds the more the incident of the Chunyu Chofer Shichin, who would dig pits of water for the Oli Regalim, where his daughter fell into a pit of water and was saved. Rechinina Bendosa was sure that she would be saved, since it was inconceivable that his daughter would be harmed through the very thing he sacrificed himself to provide the public. Yet his son did die of thirst, and Rechinina said, Kol Omer Baruch Anyone who says a Kodesh is disregarding of sin, Yevatru Chayov, his life should be disregarded. Rather, the Pusik describes all of Hashem's ways as Mishpat, justice. So the crew member from the Nazik non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishus Yahid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst, nor the cow that fell into a pit that died from the foul air. Which reminds us, Rav says, Bor of Torah, regarding the pit for which the Torah held the digger liable, his liability is for its foul air, but not for its impact in the fall. Gemara observes that Rav holds about the damage of impact, it's the ground of the earth which damaged him, which the digger doesn't own, as opposed to the foul air which he generated through digging. Shmuel says, his liability is for its foul air, and certainly for its impact. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do you want to keep a hold that one is high for boar when he's mafkir his field but not his boar? That's on duff. None. Good number two. Which stuff do we discuss what to do with the mashkon of a ger who died? That's on duff.
Memtas. Good number three. Which of them when a person can be high for an animal falling into a six tfachim pit, since the animal's abdomen is four tfachim off the ground? That's on Duff. And off. Good number four. Which stuff we discussed what the halacha is when a potter who had rishus to enter a courtyard had his pods broken by the homeowner's animal? That's on Duff. Memzine. Good number five. Which stuff to discuss when a bore of two partners becomes the second partner's responsibility? That's on Duff. Then off. Good number six. Which stuff to when the three people who each dig ten tefachim in the same bore are all chayav? That's on Duff. Then off. Good number seven. Which stuff to discuss what the din is in the case of an ox that gored a cow and the cow fetus was found by its side? That's on Duff. Memvav. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have is about the level of shmirah required for a tamad muad? And Rebbe Yezer says the only shmirah for a muad is a sucking, a knife. That's on Duff. Memheg. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have is of Boris Chayv Mishum Hevlo or Chabato? It's foul error or from the impact. That's on Duff. None. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do you discuss who is worth more, a pregnant woman or one who has given birth as it relates to how to evaluate Dmei Vlados? That's on Dov. Memtaz. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody. Rem Goldhar from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.